Good morning, everyone. My name is Jonathan Alcade, and this is Daily Practice Success. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about my, well, nine to five job and, you know, labor. And also, you know, the company will take care of us at the end of our working career. Is this, is that really the truth? For most of us, what company will give at the end of our labor career is not enough to live off. And, you know, I've known a lot of people just not enough to live off and they they work even though they are qualified to retire because hey it's not enough for my family for my parents um they labored all their life and trade their time and youth for money uh, is that how our life supposed to go what do we do well you know they still guess that i have they been helping people you know they've been trying to put their message out there to you know, help people get unstuck. And they host a podcast called uh, The Power of Unstuck. They help people get out of nine to five job. And, you know, I'm, this is very exciting to me because it's very true. At the end of our career, working career, is that all we have to do? Or what do we do if, if we're not happy at that nine to five job and we know at the end of our career at that job that it's not going to be enough? What do we do? So today we're gonna we're gonna ask all that questions. These two, these two are awesome. They they host a podcast, share their message, and yeah, I'm gonna bring them in and we'll get to meet them. Okay. Hey, Josh and Sel. Hey. <laughs> okay, so you two um, are being hosting podcasts for almost how, how long? How long you guys been doing podcasts? We started our podcast uh, just a little over a year ago, actually. Right. Yeah. You guys do it twice, twice a week, Wednesday and Friday. Correct. That's exactly. amazing. Okay, cool. So, Josh and Sal, can you guys introduce yourself to my audience because this is this episode is so exciting to me, and I want to talk all about nine to five and what we do about it, and you know what's going on on today's world. Okay. Sweet. Go ahead, Josh. Um, you go first. Sure. So, uh, my name's Josh. I I uh, I had a ten uh, year career in uh, regional theater as a designer here in Albuquerque, that was my nine to five. It was not much a nine to five, but more like a two to 10 ish kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that was, that was my career before, uh, and I absolutely loved it. And, uh, eventually just kind of got burnt out from it. So I, um, I started looking at what's next and, and kind of like you were talking about top of the show, I was thinking, you know, I, I could get another job. I could go into another field, but I've kind of always wanted to own my own business. I just didn't know exactly what that would be. Um, and so I started by uh, by trading time for money because that's kind of the easiest way, I think, to get into business um, is a service-based. And I did, um, I started my own IT business and, and that started kind of the transition out of working for someone else. And now I've done a few things like launched the Unstuck Institute podcast with Chell here. And uh, started a, an online course for how to make your own podcast, um, which is my first foray into uh, not time for money kind of a trade, but just a here's a product, selling it online, and and uh, and there it is. So that's me in a nutshell. You chill. Yeah. So 
uh, I would say I had a pretty brief, brief stint in the nine to five world. Uh, but for me, that was like a 5.30 to like 10 p.m. world. Um, so I had really long days early on um, back, I guess, oh my gosh, like eight years ago, I was working as a dietetic technician in a hospital setting before I became a registered dietitian. So my background is in culinary and nutrition. So I was doing the hospital thing like everyone thinks that you should. Um, and then I was also managing a locally run sandwich shop at night. So from like 5 a.m. till 10 p.m., like five days a week, uh, I was burning myself out. And like, that's not the lifestyle that I wanted for the long term. Um, and it's also really exhausting working for other people. And I noticed that super early. So I, like, as soon as I possibly could, um, I, I started working for myself and I opened my own business. So I am a registered dietitian and a trained chef. So I actually help busy millennial families learn how to bring food back home and learn how to cook. Um, this is all virtual. So this is not the first iteration of my business. I was doing this in person, like Josh said, trading time for money initially. Um, and that wasn't as valuable and I wasn't providing with my client. I wasn't providing my clients with as much value as I possibly could because of that. So with all business, there's time and there's a place to kind of just build off of it and see what you can make better. So hopefully I'm there, but I'm sure it'll change in the future as well. Um, let me get everything, every, um, at, everything straight. So nine to five, it's not bad. Nine, um, labor, um, trading money for uh, money for, um, trading time for money. It's, it's, it's a noble thing. You know, you're actually helping the environment. However, it's just, if you're unhappy and also at the end of your career, you're saying, Hey, um, the, the company is going to pay me and my social security is not going to be enough. It's your responsibility to get out of it. And, you know, and now today, nowadays, people are so, no, well, I, at first I was scared of it. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go nine to five and, you know, I'm not going to open my own business because a lot of people, 95% of people who open their own business fail. And that's what scared me off. And, you know, but you two are helping people. But first, let me, Take us back. How did you guys meet and how did you guys started your, your message and what were you go going through your guys' head um, before then? <laughs> well, I think our origin story is kind of funny. Um, uh, Chell, being a, a registered dietitian and a chef, um, had her business here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I am. And um, I was looking for a, a dietitian who could... Uh, kind of cater something to me to like uh, be more fit and stuff. But also as I was Googling, just Googling around, <laughs> um, I came across Chell, who was the only dietitian, private dietitian in the area who also claimed to be a personal chef. And I thought, wow, like a, a dietitian is what I thought I wanted, but a dietitian and a chef, that sounds like someone who can make something healthy be tasty. So I wanted that. And so uh, I actually started uh, our relationship off by giving her a phone call after a Google search and became her client initially. And uh, so we went through a, a three-month program with her on learning myself how to cook better and, and do all this stuff so that I could make uh, healthy and delicious meals myself at home. Um, and then we, she brought me to a, a networking group and we just started hanging out a bunch more. 
and eventually I, I had this idea like, hey, I think we should have uh, like a podcast or something where we can help people and teach people. And uh, I told Chell this idea and she was right on board as she uh, left Albuquerque because <laughs> her, her husband's in the Air Force. So she gets to move around a lot. So but luckily, thanks to uh, modern times and the, the joy of technology and the Internet, we were able to launch our podcast, not in the same city and uh, continue to do so. Yeah, he summed it up really well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you guys click right away, right? And, you know, then launching a podcast and I was, they were like, okay, well, and, and then you, bec you, he become your client and you guys got together and launched a podcast. What's the initial, initial, oh, well, you guys wanted to teach, but did you guys know that, well, what are some of the benefits that you get out of the, doing the podcast? Let me start with that. Okay. So we actually had a mastermind together first. Mm -hmm. So just a once a month meeting, it was me, him, and a couple of other people, um, mostly uh, like solo entrepreneurs at different, at different stages of their solo entrepreneurship. And people were just, we found that people were just coming to us with questions. Um, and we seemed to have the answers for like the early stages of business because we've both been through it. Um, me several times having moved a bunch of different times to a different to a bunch of different states and now overseas. So we just had these answers that people needed um, the answers to or to answer their questions. So that was kind of the the start of why we did the Unstuck Institute podcast. And it's since grown um, to a little bit more than that. Like we've had people on to like help people with mindset. So I think it like with anything, right? It grows, it evolves. Um, mm -hmm. but that was kind of our initial reasoning for wanting to do it because we had these answers and we had this knowledge that we just wanted to be able to share with other people. Okay. All right. So um, I love that because it's true. Um, helping other people start something on the side, just start something on the side is big because you are you guys are helping them and so, some of them could not do it by themselves um part of this podcast is what do we do about you know what do we do first so you two are teaching you know people how to start their own business and stuff like that so is that w what you guys teach is them starting their own business what's the practical move uh, on them doing it do they start a podcast or wh what is it that you guys teach them yeah so we um when we were like looking at starting a podcast, we were looking around the podcasting space and the internet business world and noticing there is just a ton of people who are uh, ready to teach you about leadership in your uh, 500 person company and, and stuff like that. And, and there weren't nearly as many, uh, you know, uh, resources for the small guys, the solopreneurs or the micro businesses. And, mm -hmm. And so we really wanted to focus on that, like, because we think there's there's a gap between having your nine to five and wanting to start your own business and listening to uh, some of these podcasters who are talking about starting what they call small business, which is technically true, but it's still like a 500 person company. And that there's, you don't just start with 500 people. So we wanted to uh, to really fill in that gap of like, you know, whether you're a solopreneur for life or whether you want to start something way bigger um you still got to take that first step and we wanted to be there for that that first step and help people realize um like you just said 
how to start something on the side. And that's key because so many people will tell you, quit your day job, take the plunge, go all in. And we're like, no, we're not about that at all. Like start something slow, start something on the side, make sure it seems to be working, make sure people actually want what you have to offer. And then when you're going absolutely crazy because there's just no time left, that's when you start considering quitting your day job. <laughs> you know, we, we preach to the like, slow and steady safe way it's not it's not sexy it's not flashy but uh it's safe <laughs> and it works you know cool awesome um so i love that and it's true um you gotta start don't quit your day job right away i mean i have a family i could i can't i can't just leave them hanging and quit my day job even though i love what i'm doing and i know for a fact that i'm gonna be i'm gonna be you uh, know i'm gonna be doing this for a very long time and i know it's gonna work i'm just gonna replace my nine to five job is gonna place replace everything that i do to make money and trading my time so but um just let me let me ask you guys some questions what are the some challenges you guys face when starting your own business and or your podcast so i'm gonna start with you so when you started your own business because it seems like this is your 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 area where you start your own business what are some of the challenges they would face if they were to start their own business yeah definitely um so the first time i started my business i was in nevada um this is pre-moves so i think the most challenging thing there was determining what steps to take to make it legal right so i'm i'm really about having all of that paperwork done um, and set up to make sure that you are a legal entity prior to starting sales. And I know some people do it the opposite way, but I'd much rather have all of my ducks in a row, pay the taxes I need to pay, than be, I don't know, like potentially in the weeds later. So I think that's what I've found to be the most challenging part is determining what paperwork you need to do for your specific business in your specific location. Um, and usually you can find that through like the Small Business Development Center, so SBDC in your local area, they're usually pretty helpful, um, but sometimes they're not, to be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> um, they're just being real. It's happened a couple it's of times. <laughs> um, but I think starting at the top, so like if you start at the like the governor level and or like start at the state level and then like work your way back down to like either like your city or your county to determine what you need, um, either like licensure wise or like tax payment wise, work your way from the top down, that'll be really helpful in determining what a business structure looks like in your area. Um, and then determine if you really need a brick and mortar, right? So like if you have an online Etsy shop, an online Etsy shop, you mm -hmm. probably don't need a brick and mortar versus if you, if you have a job, a, a shop like Josh's, right? So like where you're physically fixing computers, you can probably do that out of your house initially, but then you may want to transfer to a brick and mortar. So I think that at least initially, those are definitely things to consider. Um, but all of that comes after you've already had an idea of what you want to do, whether you're selling a product or a service. So like back up, back up, back up and just say, maybe assess the area and determine if your product or service is even needed. Um, ask around, maybe ask your friends, ask local businesses and see if the product or service you want to offer on a local scale, at least if it's worthwhile, because if you're putting a bunch of time and effort into like an online course, that's not needed, then you, awesome. You just spent like probably 15 to 20 plus hours doing something that there isn't going to be a market for. So market research, 
like bare minimum. That's where you oh. should start for sure. <laughs> Market research is like the key to a lot of things, yeah. right? And you gotta do you gotta do them. Uh, you 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 touch on a lot of point there because you said it's either you know research either you want to do a brick or mortal or online um i do have a suggestion for uh, a recommendation for people like you know if you are going to start your business do it globally like you know do it online it's much better it's much cheaper and <laughs> nothing come yeah. out of your pocket sometimes too so but um getting all your legal stuff done is much better because you um you become more um you what is this uh you become more um legal and you stapled or you you you're a real thing if you start with all your paperwork instead of you um start starting and selling first you, there's like uh imposter syndrome there and you'd be like hey man um i don't have my business up and i'm selling something but it can it can go it a lot in a lot of ways but you know, it just depends on that person. I get, think so. But, you know, getting your legal stuff is like in the back of your head. You got backup. Hey, I'm actually a real thing. I have a business. I have an LLC. I'm paying tax. Little thing. Um, for you, Josh, you know, you're teaching people how to do courses on podcasting. Uh, now, um, I'm big on people teaching something that they're actually doing. So you're doing it. But what are some of the challenges they would face if they were to start their own podcast? Sure. Uh, yeah. So for starting your own podcast, I think what I what I wanted to get together is, of course, anyone can start their own podcast. Here's the secret. Anyone can start your own podcast by Googling how to start your own podcast <laughs> and watching a lot of YouTube videos. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So the only service I'm offering you uh, in my course and the way I've set it up is I've got everything packaged together in an order that makes sense. Um and I'm here to help you throughout the way. Like uh, what I do with my online course is, you know, you go through it at your own pace, but then I show up uh, for office hours on Zoom and you can ask me anything, you know, and I try to help you with that. So mm. you, you have a package that makes sense. It's all in order. Everything's there. You're not missing something going down the YouTube rabbit hole, you know, and um, and you have someone to to like ask questions to. Uh, that's not just like a comment thread that might get lost. So that's kind of what I looked at when I was doing this. Cause when I had this idea, I was like, well, I kind of started my own podcast by asking friends and going down a YouTube rabbit hole. So why doesn't everyone just do that? But of course, some people, they want to do that. They'd rather save the money and do their own research. And that's totally cool. They are not my customer, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> but there are other people who very much want a package and their handheld a little bit and and to know that they got all their ducks in a row without having to worry too much about finding the ducks you know so to speak if i continue the analogy um and so those people those are my customer and um and i try to keep it relatively cheap and uh and keep people engaged and i think the problem with online courses in general is uh they have a very low completion rate a lot of people buy online courses and they uh they just don't finish some of them don't even start and so i try to <laughs> with the, like weekly check-ins and other things try to like really make it like no i want you to have a podcast soon like i want to be your accountability buddy what are you doing you know so 
that's what I'm trying. Um, I just started, I just launched this a few months ago. So we're really on the onset of this uh, online business for myself. Um, as I, I've kind of tamed the beast of the uh, service-based business in Albuquerque and, and that's going well. So now I'm building the next thing and that's, that's the online podcasting course. Oh, that's amazing. Um, if I I get to somebody, uh, I get somebody to to help me out with my my podcast uh, uh, as I barely start um, starting. That's actually a plus. That's that's a good thing for you guys. And he's right on a lot of things. My first episode, um, um I tried doing podcasts about a year, about two years ago, and I actually invited someone to um to come to my podcast and I interview him. Um, on my podcast, uh, is it, it's Zoom. And then I was like, man, I, I sound so bad. I didn't look so good. And I interviewed this guy for 30 minutes and I did not upload it. I was like, man, what's going oh. on? <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of the worst. So, and then after that, it took me another six months to actually start another podcast. So, Josh, um, right here, holding your hand, um, getting you get started. It's it's the real thing. Just get started. Um, him helping you on on the Zoom, telling you what to do, and help you accountability is a big thing because hey, you realize that podcasting is actually a long term thing for you or your business, and you know, so you want to get started with it, but you don't want to go through the hustle of finding out how to do things and what equipment to use and you know how to do the the you know how to where to go put the host things and so he got all that figured out that's that's a good thing and I, i'm a big fan of buying courses especially if something's going to help me especially if it's long term so podcasting is probably one of the things that's going to help you long term just like me when i started um but uh, for me it was trials and errors right and you know what what are some of the 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 things that you guys started with and you like feel embarrassed about and you know didn't want to post it or something like that did you guys have that mindset of oh, okay well we're gonna get started no matter what i'm gonna post it did you or did you guys have some insecurities um, so, some insecurities when you guys started too as well oh wow so let's be super candid the first episode <laughs> we recorded probably 10 times at least before we were happy <laughs> before we were happy with it um and we're also super candid like with our listeners in the sense that if something goes awry like we own up to it like a hundred percent yeah um so <laughs> usually what you see is what you get and we actually do an unedited version of our show for youtube so some we call it casual friday it's very casual, casual friday, sometimes yeah. <laughs> yeah we we preach imperfection like yeah. just our first episode uh topic was ready is a lie like just you're never gonna fully feel ready just go out there and start doing something mm -hmm. um and and we like to strike that balance like yeah we even say i think in that episode like this is the 10th time we recorded this because this <laughs> is our first episode and we're trying to make this better for you um but also we're not going to do it a hundred times and never post it, you know? Like, so there's a balance between like, ah, eh, just do it. And there's, and then there's uh like, it's not perfect yet. I can't launch my baby, you know, so <laughs> trying to preach that sweet spot of like, good enough is good enough. Get it out there and then iterate later. 
Uh, see, see, the, the, those are the things that we we need as a, when we are getting started. It's true. There's a lot of you're never gonna feel ready. It's like I know, I don't know. Do you guys have kids? Yeah. No. No. Okay. So it, I'm a parent. I have three kids. So like me and my wife, like okay, our first kid will never ready. No matter how much we prepared, we'll never ready. And then the second kid, it'll be like, hey. Well, we got the first kid. We know uh, we know how to do things, and we know what's up. But second kid comes along, you're still not ready. You'll be like, "Holy <laughs> crap!" And then the third thing comes. Hey, we have two kids. We can do this. And the third kid, we're like, and then my wife is like, "Jonathan, how are we gonna do this? Oh, we have three kids. I don't know what to do. You know what? Well, like, we, we she's got she got everything all mixed up. But I told her we're gonna adapt. We're gonna we're gonna." We're gonna change, and we're we're gonna learn. That's pretty much what you can do is just just learn, and you could all just learn it, and then just move on because you're never gonna be prepared. Like, oh, I'm ready to do podcast. Oh, I'm gonna do this, and then all of a sudden you're like not posting it, and then six months later you start doing it again. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's very true. What are some stories um you guys have like um. When you're starting your pod, did you guys do you guys have guests too as well? We oh, do. We have occasional guests. Yeah. Occasional guests. Okay. Um, like, g- give me some stories on like what the guest comes in. Do you guys have? Um, did you did 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 it happen to you guys where like okay, this guest is actually just pitching and and you know and not giving value. I, I don't know how to like do that, and I don't know how to. If it happens to you guys, how do you manage those things? Or let me better the question: How do you, how do you guys prepare for your show? Yeah, sure. So. so we uh, <laughs> we don't we've we've done. Let's see, in a year, we're starting to do more interviews now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. As as we started out being like we do an interview, I don't know, once a month or something, um, and and now we've kind of gotten to a point where we're like. Well, we've we've kind of said the things, the topics we had in mind. So um, we still ha- we still have those, but uh, we're also sprinkling in more and more interviews to have conversations and more interesting things come up. I think that way, but I mean, interesting things come up because there's two of us too. So we like that's the reason we like our our format is that we we don't we don't like just read you a, a lesson plan. <laughs> we just have a topic in mind, and we both come to the recording ready to go and then we have a conversation and we don't know what the other person's really going to say um so more interesting things pop out of that uh so similar with our guests we uh we just ask them for like a bio we we look them up and who they are and and kind of um you know i'm sure like you do have have some questions at the ready see what their their main kind of thrust of a topic is um and we do ask guests like before they interview them, like to have a topic that they want to teach. Um, Cause we don't want to just know your story. We want you to bring something actionable to the table. So mm-hmm. that's really helped in the, like not, not being just pitch, pitch, pitch. Um, and, and then, so we, we go into their story, we go into their topic, whatever they're going to teach. And then we ask them if they'd like to offer anything to our, our, um, our podcast listeners and, most of them do, but that seems to kind of, you know, everyone's on a podcast to pitch something probably. So, um, 
they, they get to do that, but you also have to deliver the value to, to be here. And think, yeah, go ahead. So I so. think that's also changed as the year has progressed too. Cause the first time we had an interviewee on, like we had no idea what we were doing. That's also <laughs> something that we recorded twice. Like we had no idea what we were doing initially. I'm not trying to sugarcoat this for you guys. Like it's been a process and we've developed <laughs> and changed. Um, I think actually initially one of our first couple of episodes or maybe even like the first 10 were all scripted. Like we would have like main bullet points right. and like they were mostly scripted and we tried that, but it, it was just very robotic. Um, we've gone to a very more, like we've gone to a more conversational style of like just talking to each other. Like Josh said, coming to the table with like ideas in mind around a certain topic. And then we just have a conversation. Um, but I would say initially, even with guests on, um, we kind of just figured it out as we went along and we've made significant changes since. I think it was our first guest actually who recommended that we do like a three questions kind of like icebreaker. So now with every guest we have, we do a three questions icebreaker and that came from our first guest suggestion. So it's cool to see how it's like, I would didn't even think about that until like right now when you brought it up, but like, <laughs> it's cool to see how it's evolved so much um, over the past year. And like, I think for people who are trying to get into the podcasting world, like it's not going to be perfect the first time or like the first 15 times, like you just have to get more comfortable. Um, and maybe there isn't a camera like in your face, but speaking into like an empty microphone with maybe looking at someone on the other side or not, like it's still just as scary. <laughs> one, one thing I, I'll, I'll shoot out on that too is um, as we were talking about like leaving your nine to five and, and whatnot, um, I think a lot of people come compartmentalize their skill sets. Uh, and what I mean by that is a lot of people don't realize how much they already know. So for instance, for me, like coming to this podcasting game, I've never had a podcast before. I don't know about podcasts. I'm going to figure it out. But what I am is I'm a former theater guy. So I've had some onstage training. Um, I was mostly a designer, but I did some stuff on stage. I'm a musician, as you can see by all the instruments in the background. Uh -huh. So like I had some experience recording. I had some equipment, like all that stuff, all those skills that I have from there are transferring into hosting a podcast from the technical to the performative to everything. And so that is like, I just kind of had this thought as Chell was talking about, as we brought it all in, like um, bring your skills, whatever they are to the table, and you'll be surprised how they, how they can serve you in your current situation. And also if you have an interesting or unique background, that's what makes you interesting and unique and what makes you interesting to whatever you're doing now, you know, like not every podcaster out there is a musician who has a background in improv comedy, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and, yes. and not every podcaster knows how to make a, a meal taste great and has a love for travel and food like chill. Right. So like, um, and sure, there are other people out there who have similar profile to us, but not everybody. So that's what makes us interesting. Um, and also that's what made like the initial thrust of getting a podcast up relatively easy for me because of my technical background. So just remember your skill set and use it is my point. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, you're saying the truth, Josh. It's like nobody, nobody in this world, like everybody's different. Like me, um, like me, um, I'm different too because you no know, nine to five and nobody had like my nine to five job or things that I know and you know 
So um, I'm kind of unique. So you bring your self on the podcasting world and you know, you have your own things, your own background, your own, you know, your own life. And you just pretty much podcasting is just sharing your story and you don't have to front or who you are not. You just, you know, be front. I'm, I'm working nine to five. I'm doing podcasts on the side and that's my hustle of podcasting. And so I want to talk to you guys. No, I know you guys probably start your business, probably start your own podcast. It's both actually, because, you know, you got to market yourself. You, you, podcasting is one of the ways to market myself and then start your own business on the side too. And, you know, both of them combined together, you're going to be a, a, a pretty good, pretty good businessman. If you can do both. Um, I want to talk to you guys about this because there's two of you and I started out with, you know, podcasting with another two more people. And it was, it was good for me. And uh, I started talking more and, the the process of doing podcasts with other people uh, other people is a lot easier than doing it on yourself. Did did you guys started your own podcast or you started with both of you right away? So we both started we started this um, the Unstuck Institute together right together? away. Together, okay, yeah. Actually, yeah. So it's actually really interesting because we're both solopreneurs in our own businesses. But like what you said, we found that it's you have a lot more accountability when you start something with someone else, which was actually really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so like. We had deadlines to meet and like someone else to hold us accountable. So that was really cool in that sense. Um, so since starting the Unstuck Institute, I've also started my own podcast for my business, um, which has been really awesome. But because mm -hmm. of all the moving, it's kind of been on the back burner for about mm -hmm. six months now. Um, but yeah, it's definitely easier to do it with someone for right. sure. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of work behind behind the scene, guys. Um, there's uh, uploading, there's website, and uh, it's not easy. But if you were to do it with someone else, do it with someone else because it gets, you know, the work, the work is easier. And also there's accountability. You're right. Um, there's Monday podcast is called Q3 show. And I, I've never missed it um, because there's people, you know, counting on me to get that show going and i do the, all the technical stuff with the, the the streaming and all the all of this and if i'm not there they're probably gonna do the show too because um we we made that culture where you the show must go on no matter who is not there <laughs> so if it's if it's by myself or it's just by themselves the show must go on so that that's the thing that we do and yeah so you know what I talk about is you still you, even though you're doing podcasts with someone else, um, do another podcast by yourself because hey, you're still promoting yourself and you doing your own podcast. You still you still X Men, but you still have to be like you know Wolverine or Rogue or you know <laughs> someone else. But starting your own podcast on the side is much better so that. Hey, you could actually promote the unstuck, the power of unstuck podcast on your own podcast. And, and then it's just going to go bigger from there. That's why I, I started my own show and I still have my Q3 show. But it all started with that with that show, though, because it was a lot easier to talk with other people than just me talking by myself. And then, you know, I don't know where <laughs> that would go. And I probably go crazy. Um, but anyways, um, you guys. Well, almost at the end, and um, I want to empower people before we leave, um, be before we end the show. Um, what can it? What 
if they wanted to start their own business, um, how would they do it and how would they market themselves? In your opinion, what's the best advice you could give them? I'd say start small um, because like Chell was saying earlier, you don't want to waste a bunch of time and money on something that's not going to fly. So mm -hmm. you want to find out if it's going to work and idea validation is key. Um, so if, if it's something, if it's at all possible, if it's something you can sell before you make it, do it because that'll A, give you the, the gusto and the deadline <laughs> to make the thing. Um, and two, that'll validate it because even, even like friends and families will lie to you because they want to spare your feelings. So hey, I have this idea. I'm going to start this course for blah, 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 blah. And they go, sounds great. Even if they have no intention of ever checking it out, right? But they want to support you. And that and that's what seems supportive. But really, it's the worst thing they can do. Because you think, oh, all these people want this. So I'm going to make it. And then when you sell it, nobody's buying. So if, especially if you're doing online, like you're talking about, like, um, have a pre-sale page. Like, make a website very quickly, as cheaply as possible. And try and sell it. Say it's coming in 30 days or in six or in uh, 60 days or whatever. Um, and try and do pre-sales because if people actually put their money where their mouth is, you've got something. Go ahead and make it. But try your best to not like waste your time first and then see if it if you can sell it. Yeah, I think that I would agree that that is probably the biggest takeaway. Um, other than that, you need to be self-driven. To be a solopreneur, you need to be self-driven. Um, you're not going to have anyone telling you that you need to get out of bed at 6 a.m. and get dressed and get your day started. Um, you have to do it yourself, and you need to be able to set realistic timelines, deadlines, and priorities for your day yourself. Mm, amazing. Uh, I think that's like the, the best way to end the show. Um, nobody's going to nobody's gonna push you to do the things that you wanted to do. It's your dream. Hey, wake up, get up there and go out there and do something. So, and that's how I'm going to end the show. You guys, if you want something in life, it's your responsibility to go and get it. No one's going to help you. No one's coming. No one's going to come and wake you up. Hey, Jonathan, go, come up. Oh, wake up. It's it's time for you to, you know, go out there and then, you know, make your dream you know, reality. So just like Sal said, got to get up. The, got to be motivated. You got to use force sometimes. I, I use three alarms just to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm not going to miss it. So that's it from, from us. Thank you, um, Josh. So I appreciate both of you. Thank you for coming on to the show. And guys, um, uh, go to um, where can they find you and um, how can they in contact with you, Josh and Sal? Sal, you go first. Best way to contact us is at unstuck.institute on Instagram. And that's also our email address, unstuck.institute at Gmail. And that is also our website address. So www.unstuck.instituteno.com. That's like one final little tidbit there. When you're starting your business, try and make everything the same because it's easier. So we're <laughs> unstuck.institute everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, that's www.unstuck.institute. That's it. And then if you guys want to get in contact with them through Gmail, it's actually it's unstuck.institute at gmail.com. 
and get in contact with them. Do you guys have a, a Facebook or social profile you want to plug in? Facebook no, that's is it. The same. Okay. Facebook is the same. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. That's it. That's it from us. And then I'm going to put that in the description or a comment below so everybody could click on it and could visit it. Okay, everyone. That's it from us. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Jonathan. Bye, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>